Dusty, what's the one book you can always find in our car when we're on a trip? Honestly, Mike, it is usually a Moon travel guide. That's right. Moon is our favorite travel guidebook publisher because not only are they a source for ethical travel and the best ways to get away, but their books also are packed full of information on everything from sites to see, trails to hike, restaurants, and lodging, all from real authors who are local to the areas they're writing about. That's right. And we're so excited that this year we are again partnering with Moon Travel Guides. Ready to cross something off your travel bucket list in 2024? Have a lot of great ideas for trips, but don't know how to get started or keep your itinerary organized? Wherever your wanderings might take you or inspire you to go, Moon Travel has you covered. Moon Travel is the travel guidebook publisher for ethical travel. Don't spend months trying to craft the perfect getaway when you can do it all with Moon. Whether you're headed abroad, planning to take to the open road, or want to wander the trails of a national park, make sure to pack a Moon Travel Guide with you. Through the end of 2024, our listeners can get 20% off any Moon Travel Guide when they use the code GAZE20 at checkout. That's amazing. And that is code GAZE24, G-A-Z-E-2-4 for 20% off any Moon travel guide in Moon's entire library. And that is just for our listeners, and you cannot find that anywhere else. Be sure to visit Moon.com. Head to our show notes and check it out and see Moon's entire collection of travel guidebooks. Hi, excuse me. Could you fill it up regular, please? (laughs) I I would really, really appreciate that. Would you excuse me? I cut my foot earlier (laughs) and my shoe is filling up with blood. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, straight voice. It's a thing. And it happens. Mm -hmm. It does happen. You you came for me real hard recently with my straight voice. I did. Yeah. Straight voice being the... um, The put-on voice. The (laughs) put-on voice that you put on in front of people when you want to um, conceal... Your gayness. Your gayness, (laughs) right? It's just like Romy. It's yeah, just, it is, I mean, it's, it's Romy's it's, voice. You're doing I'm Romy's voice. I'm just doing voice. Romy's voice. You're just doing Romy's Excuse voice. Excuse me, would you fill it up with regular, please? Right. Yeah, I exactly. mean, really, it's just internalized homophobia. Oh, right. It's, <laughs> it's a deep, dark corner. It's a deep, dark corner of all of it, right? Right. We were in the car. And we mm-hmm. pulled up to the gas station. Yeah. And in New Jersey, you're, you can't you, pump yeah. your own gas. The gas attendant helps you. Mm-hmm. And then you, without even thinking about it, you get your card out and you were like, hi, could you fill it up with regular, please? I would, <laughs> that would be great. Thank you so much. And I was like, what, what was that? You're like you knew exactly what it was. What? Because and it was like, you've done it before too. Um, the the hetero voice that <laughs> right. you just went into. You <laughs> and were then like, I was like, what? I did not. And then mm-hmm. he came back, and I was like, Thank you very Thank much. Thank you so much. And I was like, You did it again. You just did it again. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's you know the defense mechanism. Right. Years of being in the closet have taught us to you know yeah to just conceal. Adapt. Don't feel. <laughs> Don't let them know. That's right. Well, now they know. Now they know. I'm looking for adventure. I want to follow on the trail. Or get a little lost and let the wind fill my sails. Get up when the stars still fill the sky. Don't wake the sun. There's so much to be done. And the day has just begun. Go where the postcards are real. You can feel. You can open your eyes. And open your heart when you get. 
is at the National Park. Follow you, follow you there. At the National Park. At the National Park. Follow you, I'll follow you at the National Parks, the podcast. I can't. I'm Mike. I can't. I'm Romy, and I'm Michelle. <laughs> Which is basically what our alter egos are yes, always it's anyway. It's true. It's true. I am Dusty. Yeah. And I'm Mike. And this is Gaze at the National Parks, the podcast. Today's episode is all about our first ever trip to Shenandoah and hiking the Little Devil Stairs. This is a trip that we took in the summer of 2017. It was after our first big parks trip that we had done earlier that year in April when we saw Zion, Bryce, Grand Canyon, Painted Arches. Desert, Arches, Canyonlands. Canyonlands. Yeah, when we, when we did Moab. basically most of Utah parks. Right. Um, so this was our second outing that we had done. And we previously talked about the rest of our trip on this podcast when we talked about Congaree National Park and also Smoky Mountains. So this is our last little piece of that road trip that we really hadn't touched on just yet. And this is a way back machine. This is a way back machine episode. episode. Yes, yeah. it is. This was like pre-podcast, pre-Instagram, pre-anything. Pre this was just anything. us being two girls on the town. Two girls on the town. <laughs> Loving friendship like, and having it all. it all. And maybe a great pair of shoes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. It was a Saturday morning. Yeah. The previous night, I had finished directing a production of The Lion King. Mm-hmm. I had wrapped that up and then had sort of, you know, the the event after the show. Right. And then I came down to your place Mm -hmm. and then we got stuff ready and then we headed off on Saturday morning. Right. We got up real early because we had a very long drive ahead of us. It took us about probably six or seven hours to get down to Shenandoah from my house. Um, And it was, you know, it was a little bit of the struggle bus because you were definitely feeling it. Oh, I was like, feeling just been it. like on high adrenaline the day before. Well, it and, had like, been exhaustion. like a, it was a production that was only a four week time schedule. Right. So it was like, you know, yeah, it was the culminating moment. Yeah. And it went great. Yeah. And I was very tired. We like packed the car. This is where like my trail mix was like born again because we had yes. done the trail mix on our trip to Florida a year prior in the spring. And you were like you're going to get those blister peanuts and you're going to make that yes, trail mix. Yes. Um, and we also had we all had the trivia right books. Now. Did we, was this our first time with trivia books? Um, it might have been. I think it might have been. I feel like this was like when we like ate through the Trivial Pursuit trivia book, which we is a totally great one. We totally did, which is great. We still eat through it all the yeah, time. It's real fun. So literally it's just Trivial Pursuit decided to publish all their cards. Yeah. But just in the in separate book categories. Form. Yeah. And they put them rather than having five different categories on one page. Mm-hmm split them up into chapters. Right. So you have like a whole chapter of arts and literature and a whole chapter of sports and leisure and whatever. Yeah. Science. Science. Nature. History. Herstory. Entertainment. Inter- yes, <laughs> entertainment. Right. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, that definitely kept us going on the way down. Because that was six hours. Yeah. Seven it was, hours. It was a long it trip. It was the seven hour trip. And yeah. I remember we Which both is, were like, it'll only be like four hours because right. like Virginia's close. And we were right. like, Virginia is big. Yeah. 
and we still had a while to go yeah, once we got in. It's kind of crazy, though, just thinking about our past trip, like leaving from like Trenton, Robbinsville area. It only took us like five hours and we were further down, but we were also traveling really late at night. So I think we didn't have to deal with any like beltway or anything like well, that. Well, we were also going to a different section. But it was further down. It was further down, but I think... It was a little bit more direct. It was a little more direct, yeah, yeah, based on everything. Because we came in right from the very top of the park on this trip. Right. We entered at the Dickey Ridge Visitor Center. That's right. Right. That was where we went the first time. When we finally did get down there, um, if you've never been to that visitor center, there is a sweeping lawn off the back of the visitor center. It's gorgeous. With this expansive vista yes. view of it's like such a good view. It's an incredible view. And it's also a really big visitor center. I remember it just feeling very large as far as like m- most of the visitor centers that we'd been to at that point. We stopped and of course got our park badge. We and did. We talked to our park ranger friends. Now, here's the thing about Shenandoah that I think all of us should remember is that Shenandoah is built for people who just want to take a beautiful scenic drive through. Mm -hmm. And it's also built for people that want to get on trails. Yeah. So yes, all of the, the above kind of people can enjoy Mm -hmm. Shenandoah for that reason. Yeah. You know, the Dickey Ridge visitor center has right a sweeping lawn right on the back. And there's like a deck back there Mm -hmm. that you can just stand on. We stood there and took a bunch of photos, but it was, Beautiful, Some like gigantic trees beautiful. there too. Probably like, you know. And while we were old. there, we talked to, I it was a volunteer junior park ranger mm. named Christian. Yeah. Yes. And Christian was loving his job. Mm-hmm. He absolutely, he was like 6'3" probably 17 yeah and we were like we want some trails and he was like i'm here to help you yeah so that's the first time i feel like we've seen junior rangers elsewhere i feel like haleakala had some junior rangers yeah too. yeah yeah, or, yeah. I'm, I'm not haleakala hawaii volcanoes when yes. we were there right um so that's like a great i feel like awesome program to be able to offer oh yeah especially if you think you're gonna go into like public service especially right. in the parks too mm-hmm. yeah and so we talked to him and So we were like, yeah, like what trails do you recommend? And he, um, first he recommended Fox Hollow. Yeah, Fox Hollow. Which is really close to that visitor center. You basically walk across the road. You walk across the road and you're there. And it's, um, and he, you know, he pointed it out. He was like, right. But then like about a few minutes in, he was like, but are you guys like, like really like intense hikers? And we were like, yeah, we like a challenge. Mm Mm-hmm. So he recommended another one, which was Little Devil's Stairs. He said, park in this one area, you're going to need to walk down this fire road road to get to like the bottom of what is essentially Little Devil's Stairs. And then you're going to have to hike basically straight up. Right. And we were like, oh, this sounds great. And he did recommend a third too, um, which was like in between Fox Hollow and Little Devil's Stairs, which was Compton Gap. Yes. Um, so, and that was one that he was like, you have this much time. These are probably doable. If you guys hike a lot, you should be okay with getting these done before sundown. Remember yeah. it's August too. So we have a little bit more light. 
right. in the sky. So we were able to kind of like plan really well with him and what we wanted to do and like how we wanted to like attack this. And like basically right after we headed out to the car, which this is also a gigantic visitor center. There's a big parking lot. You hit the bathroom and I geared up and like lotioned up because it was a beautiful sunny hot day yes yes sounds like typical things we probably did that's right bathroom for you lotion for me (laughs) (laughs) you don't want the hose again and you said it was august so we had more daylight aren't you the one that like has like such a you're such a stick in the mud about daylight savings time oh i hate it i hate it why is that i just don't like the dark i just enjoy having like unfettered daylight uh huh, and I don't like that it gets darker earlier. It makes me want to hibernate more. Oh, I'm which also is an old woman, you so shouldn't, we you we it shouldn't makes me fall put my back. Nightgown we on. should just spring forward one year, <laughs> right, and, and never stay. fall back ever again. I agree. I don't like it getting dark at four o'clock. No, no one's here for that. No, because you just go home and get sad sooner. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's true. I know. I cry a lot more in the winter. <laughs> <laughs> don't we all? Yeah. Don't we all? So we went across the road to the Fox Hollow Trail. Yeah. It was like a lovely garden stroll. Well, you actually you dipped down a little bit. Like it was like a little bit of a decline to incline kind of trail. And you passed some, it was like former settlement too. There was a cemetery. And we also have to remember too, Shenandoah was a park that was created and there were still people living within the boundaries of the park when it was created. And they were grandfathered in basically. They would be able to stay on their lands. And then eventually what would happen is that like once they either died or moved, then those houses would no longer be occupied. So it is a park that was kind of built around and over communities. So here's evidence of that on the Fox Hollow Trail. There was Um, also a lot of placards about plants and like vegetation and flowers mm -hmm. lining this trail. Like you could, you know, find out which plant you were looking at. So the trail is um, a part of the kids in the park or the track trail for kids trails that are offered um, as a part of the NPS. Um, It is rated as an easy hike. It's a 1.2 mile loop. So it is kind of a historical hike, but that was really cool. I, I did appreciate being able to see the remnants of, you know, civilization that was there before the park was established in 1935. But you're right, it was a lovely little stroll in the woods. And there were, I think, a lot of the placard and placarded information was because it is a trail that like kids, kids hike a lot. So I think they try to provide as much education there as possible, which is great. Part of this hike is also like in an through an open field, like there's like a giant like right toward the end, like the field is pretty like open and you're not in like tree covering anymore. Mm hmm. Um, and it feels like, you know, like a bunch, like you're in a field of like wildflowers. Yeah. You know, we don't typically hike an easy hike like this and feel like it's easy. Like a lot of the times, like something will be rated as, as easy and it, you know, it you'll, will give you a little bit of effort. Um, but this was a really like very pretty peaceful, like walk in the woods that didn't really involve a lot of exertion just other than the fact that it was hot and humid um, on that day. Um, but for the most part, it was an easy stroll. Um, and, but it was a nice way to get started. And it, it made a lot of sense considering we were really right there at the visitor center, 
like why not go ahead and jump on this you know simple trail but um eventually you kind of wind back on the loop and then you head back up towards the visitor center i do remember the park ranger saying you know watch your you know watch crossing the road because of the way that it junctures and the parking lot is there he's like you know it's just a dangerous little bit of a road cross. So just to be aware of that as you're crossing over. But if you're going to Shenandoah and you're stopping at the visitor center there, just do it. It's a it's a great little trail to definitely see. Yes. And it's got some beautiful views right there toward the end of the trail slash beginning. I mean, it's yeah. like, right, you know, yeah. all the same, those two things. But um, some beautiful payoff views. Yeah. And with that, let's take a break. time for a game great what game are we playing today so since we were talking about trivia books i want to know um let's play trivia book request oh okay so how do we play this so we're gonna talk through like kinds of trivia books that currently exist oh okay but what kind of trivia books do you wish existed oh so okay so there are tons of trivia books that are just sort of like general knowledge Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like that's all over the place right that's sort of what trivial pursuit has like perfected yeah they have the corner the market cornered however that in jeopardy but then there's also like you know there's certain trivia books that are just like history Mm -hmm. you know there's some that are like you know word based like a lot of the ones we do Mm -hmm. from the one that we like yeah There are a lot of grammar word-based ones. And then there's also bar trivia books where they have different categories on each page, Mm -hmm. right? So what kind of trivia book do you wish existed? I like the idea of, but I think this has like started to become a thing, which like good on these people, whoever like figured this out. But I like the idea of a trivia book that combines trivia with like a scavenger hunt but that you're able to set that like someone is like the game master and you're able to kind of like set up the scavenger hunt and like in order to do the things you have to answer the trivia questions and then that leads you to the next location so it's it's kind of like a little bit like of a generic kit that or generic trivia book that would come out that was maybe be like a choose your own adventure trivia like that would like allow you to do like things out in the world i love that i think that could be really fun that could be really fun you know when uh, VH1 did I Love the 80s and I Love the 90s? Yes, because those were God, my favorite. I lived for And those. even like I Love the 70s, I was I like loved a se- timeline I never so was alive good, in, right? but I could I, get behind all of it. I always wanted trivia books of like I Companion. Love the 70s, I Love the 80s, I Love the 90s. God, VH1, why did you do that? I know. Hire us. We'll write it for you. Oh my God. Seriously. That would be like a dream job. God, I would love that, right? Yeah. Right? And it's like a whole chapter of like 1982. Right. You know? Yeah. Yes, mm. for sure. That's Who my... was your favorite um, like commentator? Oh, um, <laughs> Rachel Harris. Oh, Rachel Harris. I was obsessed yeah. with Rachel Harris yeah. when she was a commentator. My favorite of the comment that I can remember right now, this was, I think this might have been, this was I Love the 90s. Uh-huh. When they were talking about Beanie Babies. Oh. <laughs> and she was like, Beanie Babies are so great. You can do so much with them. You can put them on a shelf. <laughs> mm-hmm. End of list. <laughs> um, I also liked Hal Sparks. Uh, Hal I mean, Sparks and Michael Ian Black. And Michael were also Michael Ian Black was just so weird. And, and I Mo Rocca and Mo Rocca. Rocca, sorry, Mo Rocca. who you met. I did meet with him one time. You did meet with him. I did meet with him one time at a bar. He was a little. Um, he was like four beers then. Mm. 
Good yeah. for Mo. But he took a photo with me because it was actually my birthday that oh, day. There you go. Not like, like every other time at Applebee's. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you know that you can find all of they're all on YouTube, on YouTube, right? Oh yeah, oh, it started. is a beautiful I have, mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, yeah, ladies yeah, and yeah. gentlemen, if you love that show, oh my just god, yes. go into a YouTube rabbit hole and watch them all. Yeah. After hiking on Fox Hollow, we headed to the car and then basically drove down the road towards Compton Gap. Um, yes, this is where we were going to go next right. and hike some more. So it was a pretty, it was a decent drive to Compton Gap. Um, I think the Dickie Ridge Visitor Center's right before mile five and then the Compton Gap trailheads around mile 10. So it's about a five mile drive mm-hmm. and you're on a park road. So you're not driving super fast by any means. And you're getting beautiful views on yeah. both sides. So why would time. you want to? Why? I think we definitely pulled off at least once to get some photos of like an overlook, which was yes. great. When you park at Compton Gap, it was like a pretty shaded like area of parking. It became more shady when we got there. Yeah. <laughs> Cause that's what we do. We bring the shade, the Sade. Always. Um, And so we parked there, we kind of got everything all together, and we started off on the hike, which I believe you cross the road, like, from the parking lot to start. Yeah, the parking lot, and then you cross the road to the start. So um, we get on this trail. There were a few other people, like, right there that seemed like they were finishing, I feel like, or, like... Yeah, because there's another trail that ends or starts in that parking lot. Mm -hmm. And so there's a few spots right there. Yeah. So we had crossed the road to go to this, to this section of Compton Gap. Mm-hmm. Which you kind of like, you kind of head up into the woods. Um, it's different from Fox Hollow in that you're really deep in the woods here uh, at this part of Shenandoah. Um, and you're kind of heading up like pretty steadily initially. Yeah, initially. Onto like a ridge, basically. Yeah, onto a ridge. And then it flattens out a little bit. Yeah. So we're walking along this ridge and... We're not far in, like mm, 10 minutes in. 10 minutes in, not even like a half mile mm. or anything like this. And um, then there's like this sound that I hear, like this rustling sound, like, I don't know, like 40 feet in front of us. Yeah. And I'm looking and I was like, oh, I, you know, and there's a lot of trees here. So it was like hard to see. And so we come up a little bit closer. And, and there's like there a log is, across, like kind of right near the path. Right. And we we make it, we go a little bit further, and then there is straight up a little baby black bear. Mm-hmm. And we were both like, oh. <laughs> yeah, we both just audibly gasped for well, sure. Well, my initial instinct was like, oh my God, bears. You know yeah. what I mean? Two, it was like, oh my God, this bear is adorable. Right. I mean, I couldn't. You couldn't like we saw enough to see that there was a bear, right? But like we weren't it wasn't that close, just yeah. like sitting. It was moving. No, it was moving around. And I was like, if there is a baby bear here, Mama, Mama bear, ain't, is Mama ain't close. far behind. <laughs> yeah, and Mama is probably not going to like that we're this close. Yeah. So we both were like we like about faced. So quick. we like <laughs> pulled up our skirts and we pranced <laughs> our way <laughs> right off that trail. Right. No, I'm mm. kidding. But we were both like, mm, not today, not today. So <laughs> not today, Satan. So yeah. and it was a black bear. Yeah. Which this was our first time interacting with bears at mm-hmm. all. Yeah. I mean those kinds of bears. Right. Right. Anyway, mm-hmm. so we but turn around and we head back to the parking lot. We were like, you know what? 
we'll do the other thing that he mentioned. Yeah. Which is little devil stairs. Yeah. Right. So we go back to the parking lot and were there people coming up? There were. And we're like, just so you know, we just saw Just a bear. so you know, we saw a bear. And they were like, okay, thanks. And they turned around too. And they turned around too. <laughs> right. And so we get back out to the parking lot and there right. are these two women getting out of a car and they're headed right over. And we were like, hey, listen, we just saw a bear on the trail. And they were like, um, okay. Yeah, they were unfazed. Unfazed they were like, by it. We saw that their car, their license plate was from New Jersey. And we were like, oh, are you from New Jersey? And they ended up living like... Yeah, two towns over. Two towns like, over. Because the world's a small place. It is. Yeah. And we were like, but but the bear... They were, and they were like, well, do you, you know, just like make a lot of noise and let the bear leave first. Yeah. I was like, oh, oh, she was like brown bears. Those are the ones that will kill you. Yeah. Not that black bears can't. Or but, won't. Or won't. Yeah. But black bears aren't known to do that the way brown bears are. Mm. So, yeah. Um, there's a way to deal with black bears that's like, you know, safe. You just yeah. have to write exactly. Make a lot of noise and then let the bear leave first. Yeah. So things yeah. we learn. And pray. <laughs> and pray. But we were like, no, well, we're not gonna we're not gonna deal with No, that. no. And it was like going you said, back out. It was our first time. And since then we've read up much more on bear literature. In fact, your dad got you bear spray for Christmas one he year. He did. He did get me bear spray for Christmas one year that I had to send I had to mail it to myself because it can't go on an airplane no you can't bring it on an airplane yeah like you had to ground ship it yeah so um yeah we have not been to a national park that has active brown bears right because we have had friends that had been to glacier that were mm -hmm. like feet away from a I mean there was one yeah yeah I thought that Rocky Mountain might have mm. had brown bears, but they don't. Yeah. Because I was like, do we just get more bear spray when I get there? Right. Do I like ground ship this to the Airbnb? You right. know, like things you, you know, yeah, will have about. to figure out at some point. But, um, but yeah, we did, we said no, no bears, no this day. <laughs> so that put us back in the car, basically. That sent us further down Skyline Drive to Little Devil Stairs. So Little Devil Stairs is about 20 miles in, like 19 and a half miles in. So we had about a 10-mile drive down Skyline Drive to get to the trailhead here. Little Devil Stairs is a 5.3-mile loop yeah. that you can do. It does connect with some other trails, so you can, like, you know... Jet off and jet off and link up. Yeah. But yeah, that is, we felt like, okay, a five and a half ish mile loop will be a great way to end this day. Right. Especially since we were kind of thrown off from what we thought were, was going to be a much longer day of hiking. Um, the trails rated as moderate, which looking at it now is laughable. Oh, um, laughable. Laughable. Maybe the beginning is moderate, but then holy hell. Literally, it gets its name for a reason. Wrap your hat and hold on to it. <laughs> yeah. Right. But um, basically, this the pull-off here was... I feel like we even passed it. It was kind of hard to like mm-hmm. see. But it's a really small parking lot that is at the end of a fire road. There were like maybe three, other, three or four other cars in the lot at the time when we started. And we didn't see anybody on this trail the entire time we were on it. Unlike the other two trails that we were on, Fox Hollow and Compton Gap, even though we were on that for like 10 minutes, we saw people. Here we just saw cars, so we actually didn't see anybody. But um, the fire road 
is a really slow, initially it's pretty flat, and then it's a really slow sort of gradual decline. Right. Um, one thing about the fire road that was pretty magical is that, and we saw a lot of this on the trip in general, there were so many butterflies like everywhere. Border floors. Border floors. Um, there were just a ton. Like there was like some lower kind of, not c- incredibly high grass, like, but we were walking down the fire road and in like the treads of you know where tires would go down and there were just butterflies everywhere and that was like really beautiful and like a lovely little start to the trip it was we after parking we you know geared up and got our stuff and started walking down this fire road which was just like such an easy walk yeah you know um we're seeing the butterflies it's like a walk through the woods and there was one time where like we we got to like this one point and we were like, wait, is it this way or this way? Mm-hmm. And we, we definitely had to, you know, consult the map, yeah. which we had. But for a long time, that fire road after that descent was flat. Yeah. And then you're just walking, walking and walking until we finally saw the trail marker for like little devil stairs this way. Yeah. We were like, all right, so this is where we're going to get our incline back. Yeah. And um, we'll see how this goes. And with that, let's take another break. It's time for Drag King Corner today. Oh, well, what a change. Well, you know, drag queens are alive and well. However, drag kings are also alive and well. Mm -hmm. They get less play because RuPaul doesn't have, you know, a show for drag kings. Yeah. So they don't get as much play. (laughs) But the... uh, but yes, so, ladies, gentlemen, and everyone in between, please welcome to the stage... Dickie Ridge. Exactly. Exactly. Dickie Ridge is the name of the visitor center here at Shenandoah, and it sounds like a drag king name. It does. Who is Dickie Ridge? Who is Dickie Ridge? To is me, Dickie Ridge, Dickie Ridge looks like a um, an adult newsboy from, like, the early part of the oh. 20th century. That's great, because I was thinking there would be an ascot of some sort around his neck. Oh. So I feel like that fits the... Great. The bill, you know? Right. Um, I feel like there's something scrappy about Dickie Ridge. Mm-hmm. And I think Dickie Ridge would like, you know, uh, Dickie Ridge would probably like coincide with like another performer mm-hmm. and always be there like lackey and introducing them. Oh, I see. Right. Yeah. Okay. I feel. So who's the other performer? I don't know. Oh. No, I don't no, know. No one has organically come to no, you? No, not yet. Okay. Maybe it's Shenandoah Deer. Shenandoah Deer and her right. sisters. And her sisters. Yeah. And then Dickie Ridge is like the opening act. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> My sisters and I had an <laughs> act that couldn't flop. But yes. Right. Um. But Dickie Ridge is, I just see like the papes, the pa- like like the news. Uh-huh. Extra, extra. Exactly. Read all about it. That's who. He reminds me. Dewey of. defeats Truman in a newsboy cap, right? And like, does the tap number? Okay. Mm-hmm. And like, Fuete turns on newspapers. <laughs> they did that. Fuete turns. I they, feel like yeah. could be a drag name or something. It could be. Yeah. Um, they did that where on the on Broadway in the Broadway oh, production. in the Broadway production of Newsies. Yes. Mm-hmm. Just lots of fueting on newspapers. <laughs> Fuete. Yeah, those are the hard turns uh-huh. with like your extended leg like where the, you the like term have to. Um, you have to, you know, keep your eyes like forward. It and sounds balanced. like I'm wetting <laughs> the, the newspapers. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, what song does Sticky Ridge do? Do, do drag kings sing? Do they lip sync? Yeah, sure. 
Okay. Yeah. Well, I I'm more familiar with drag queens. So, I know. I know. You know. Um, well, for I my mean, edification, I don't know that there is like a. I think sometimes I think they can. Great. I think you know drag kings have been able to you know kind of invent their own roles yeah. when it comes to drag culture, um, and drag performance. Great. So if he um, had a song, what would he, he say? If he had a song, if there was a musical component to his act, mm-hmm. I feel like... So this is from the musical On the Town. It's the opening song. But it goes like, New York, New York. Anyway, that It's song, a hell of a town? It's a hell of a the town. The subway's up and mm-hmm. the parking lot's down or whatever I, it is. That's what I feel like okay. Dickie Ridge sings. Okay. Yeah. So it's... I might feel like he might have like a a New York like suite of songs. Uh, like, yeah. I feel like New York state of mind could be in there. It could. Yeah. I feel like New York, New York by um, Frank Sinatra. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I feel like that could be his the, thing. And he would montage. speak in that dialect. Montage. That, um, yeah, I've got the papers ready. <laughs> Selfie. Right. Exactly. Right. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone in between, please welcome to the stage. Dickie, Dickie Ridge. Ridge. So, Looking Up was uh, a real eye-opener. Um, Wasn't it, though? From the bottom. From the bottom to the top. Um, which sounds like my Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> right. 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 But it was like a real eye-opener to see what we had to climb up. Because... It was described to us as a former waterfall. Right. Right. And that you now... Like, and now we're basically just natural stairs. There was some flowing water that was flowing with us, like to the side of us, but it wasn't flowing down this cliff edge feature that we had to climb up. When I mean up, we mean straight up, like hands and feet straight up. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like, like there was no need for like pickaxes or anything like that, but it was like, I mean, it was a steep angle. And, um, yeah, there were many times it was like just hoist. It was like hoist yourself up, but for like a mile straight. And the chunky boulders. Huge chunky boulders. Yeah. <laughs> chunky boulders. It's also good. It's also a good name. It sounds like chunky boulders would be the cousin of Hunky Brewster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I just remember this climb was, it would be like, okay, we're going to go for a little bit. Okay. I'm breathing and I'm we're breathing and we're stopping and we're taking a break and we're living and we're breathing and uh-huh. we're, we're alive. And isn't that beautiful? And we're eating a cliff bar. Yeah. There was definitely a lot of like, okay, we're stopping and snacking now. I don't care. Like that. We did that five minutes ago. Right. Like, this is right. like, give us the nutrients that we need. Um, and I think it was also a, a long time. This was our first day of hiking across like a week that we were doing sort of of hiking and we hadn't hiked like intensely in a while. So I think this was also like a little bit of a, um, the record screeched a little for the both of us and it was like oh yeah remember like exertion mm-hmm. <laughs> and upward climbing Um, yeah we were used to that out west but we were like oh we won't have that out, out east oh, and lies and lies deceit. and deceit walking along that lovely fox hollow trail was yeah, like all trail. I wanted to do with that <laughs> kids trail was all I wanted to do at this time right but yeah this was like you know, I remember at the beginning of this, right? Because it was just like up, up a boulder, up another boulder, up another boulder, hoist yourself up, hoist yourself up for what felt like forever. Yeah. And at the beginning of it, I was like, I'm going to feel really athletic 
and I'm going to do it. I'm going to be like a gazelle. And I'm going to be like a gazelle, and I'm just going to go for it. And about 15 minutes after that, I was like, forget this nonsense, Mm -hmm. because that's not reality. death smiles on us all. Right. (laughs) At that point, I was like, it's time for Ruby Tuesdays. Yeah. Yeah. That was really tough. It was tough. Um, I, you know, I just, the whole way was also, again, we're in the early parts of August. It's Virginia. It is a hot and humid day. So I just remember like buckets of sweat, like coming off of my like already, you know, non-follicled like head and just like cascading down my face like the waterfall that used to be a part of Little, De- Little Devil's Stairs. <laughs> and like, I just remember right. being annoyed by that and being like, mm-hmm. I don't think we had our buffs at this time. No. Um, so we were just like wiping sweat like it was our literal jobs. It was, yeah. It was like, um, it felt like it would never end. Yeah. It felt like it would never end. No. Um. And we were like, surely we're getting to the top right. soon. Right? You could see the tree line and we were like... Yeah, it was a big old, but, big old tease But for there a were long definitely time. moments where we're like, oh, I think it's there. And we get there and it's like, no, you have no another... Lies. Like, look at the tree line ...quarter of a mile. Yeah, the like, goalpost really kept that being moved. To. Oh, it was so annoying. By the time we were done... Because, like, we were hilarious earlier in like on the fire road we were like maybe we'll finish this and find another one to do oh yeah and at the end like then we were both like absolutely not right no internal clocks are synchronized <laughs> right no, the wall has have, been hit the wall has been hit right so after climbing up for a while we finally get to the top of the ridge um and the top of what used to be this waterfall and then eventually we sink back up with the fire road is basically you're coming back up that fire road, which was a lovely way to cool down. And it like was feel a lovely like a way to cool again. down. I mean, it was uphill still, yeah. but that was uphill that was like, I'll take this uphill versus yeah. what we just did. Yeah. I do remember finally getting to the end of that and like seeing the post for like, this is the end. And I just remember <laughs> like going like, yeah, this is, this is the, end. this is the end. Right. Right. Um, after getting back to the car and like just blasting the AC and sitting and like being people again and eating for a more minute. and taking off the boots, taking off the boots. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I took off the boots and I put other shoes. I on. think I had sandals with me or something, something. like that. Mm-hmm. And this was where we instituted that. Or yeah. I was like, no, I'm bringing shoes to change into after this trail. Yeah, yeah. Well, because we didn't think of that when we were out west that spring, spring before. So. Um, but we basically like have to drive now, you know, we're 20 miles down. Remember Skyline Drive, there's only a few ways on to Skyline Drive. So in order to do what we wanted to do, which was leave the park at this point, we had to drive all the way back up through the Dickey Ridge entrance. Center. Um, actually, oh, no. False? False. No. Tell we, me what we did. No, you know what we had to do because we had booked a spot at a Motel Six. Uh-huh. When we put it into the GPS, it was like, "Oh no, you have an hour and a half to drive to this thing," and we had to drive south and out. So where did we go out? I thought we went back north out Dickey Ridge. What did we do? We exited near the Thornton Gap. Oh. We went down, exited near Thornton Gap, and then we had to go 
up like towards Sperryville and Washington. Okay. Because like that's where Motel 6 was. Oh. Well, look and at you so having a better memory than it me. Was, it was like, I just remember we were so tired and we were so hungry. And when we found that out, we were like, oh, God. Mm-hmm. Yep. We have another long drive. I mean, it yeah. wasn't that long, but it was long enough to feel long at that time. Yeah. But yeah, we rode right to a Ruby Tuesdays. Yeah. And ate food. And then not far from there was the, the Motel 6 that we were staying at. Yeah. And we went and stayed there. Yeah. To wake up the next morning to drive to our favorite national park. Congaree. Congaree. Okay, let's put these trails on the Karen Stone scale. Great. Okay, the Fox Hollow Trail. Is like a one. A one. Yeah. Okay, so two, <laughs> two out, out of, of 20. Two out of 20. But do it. It's good. Like, mm-hmm. you know, this is not like, you know, the lower the number doesn't mean that it's, you know, stupid by any means. I give the Compton Gap Trail a one bear out of, <laughs> out of that's enough bears. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> one bear out of it's enough bears. Um, yeah, I would have, I would like to go back and do that. I like, would I think it would be nice to explore more of the northern part of the park. And, uh, you know, we, we did a, a number on the southern par- or the central park. The southern is a section we haven't really touched yet. Um, basically, Shenandoah, we could keep going back to for ever and ever like any national park but there's so many trails is long it's long and so fun the little double double stairs stairs. i'm gonna say like an eight it's been a while i'm giving it a nine yeah i'm giving it a a while since i've had something approach like uh, yosemite falls it is not as hard as yosemite falls but and it's not nearly as long no yosemite falls is like doing that for three miles Straight up. Right. But this is only for like one mile straight up. But still, it was very hard. There was a lot of exertion. Actually, happening. it was more than a mile because that fire road wasn't four miles long. That fire road was like three. No. I think we had to go straight up for like one and a half to two. Oh, I think I just blocked a lot of that day out it of my mind. It was horrible. <laughs> yeah. It was horrible. <laughs> um, it was horrible. But it's, it's so fun. So fun. <laughs> yeah. I would, so Yosemite Falls is a hike that like, I don't know if I would do that one again. No, I, I do Vernal Nevada though. Oh, without a doubt. And there are other, there are other trails up that are absolutely straight up in Yosemite that I would yeah. like to do yeah. again. But I don't know that I want to do that one again. But here, I would do this one again. Yeah. Knowing what I know. Yeah. Um, would you go the other direction so that you went downhill on that and no, then up because, the fire road? Because I feel like I feel like when I hike, I like to going up is a lot easier for me. Like the as like I would have rather gone up the beehive, but we went down the beehive yeah. in Acadia. Um, I just feel like now in my older years, I need to use those hiking poles because my knees like lock up on me, like even with stretching and everything like, and that's mostly after hiking for the whole day. But I feel like having to go down all those craggy rocks would not have been fun. I feel like it would have felt like death too. Like yeah, just you looking down like, at it. Yeah. It would have felt like death. No, no. The fire road no. would have felt better on the way back up because it was gradual and smooth yes. and not craggy, but Yeah. Right. No. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. Let's play some Jeopardy. Great. Who wants to start their Jeopardy today, Mike? 
I will. Great. <laughs> I'm excited. Okay, I'm thrilled too. Great. So I'm thrilled too. Um, my Jeopardy is called And Woodrow Wilson Makes Eight because oh. eight of our nation's presidents are from Virginia. Okay. So this is all presidential knowledge. Oh, great. You're going to do fine. Okay, great. All right. I'm ready. And Woodrow Wilson makes eight for 100. Of the first five presidents of the U.S., four were born in Virginia. Only this New Englander, follow-up to our first commander-in-chief and cousin to the famous maker of the Boston Lager, was not. Who was John Adams? That's correct. He's the, Oh, he is a cousin to Sam Adams. Mm-hmm. In, and Woodrow Wilson makes eight for 200. John Adams and this Virginia-born president have a commonality in that they both died on the same day, July 4th, 1826. Once friends and cabinet members under George Washington, eventually they became rivals until the end of their lives when they put their feud aside and re- reconnected through correspondence. Who is Thomas Jefferson? That's correct. Great. There you go. And Woodrow Wilson makes eight for 300. This fourth president was in charge during the War of 1812, but it was his wife, Dolly, who was the true hero of the White House as the British were invading and burning the city. Not only did she rescue the famous Gilbert Sullivan painting of George Washington, but also rescued a copy of the Declaration of Independence so she and Nicolas Cage could have their own adventure. Oh, is it John Quincy Adams? No. No. It's James Madison. I was going to... That was my other guess. Okay. <laughs> okay. James, it was. I was like, I know James Madison is from Virginia. I don't think John Quincy had a wife, but I could be wrong about that. No. John Quincy. <laughs> JQA. No, with a name like that. Yeah. And Woodrow Wilson makes eight for 400. This ninth president was so dead set on showing his toughness during his inauguration by not wearing his coat that he actually ended up dead 31 days after taking the oath of office. If you're struggling to drum up the answer, if you were to add Ford after his middle name and his last name, you would end up with a captain of industry and an Indiana Jones actor, respectively. Well, it's Harrison. Is President Harrison. It is. I don't remember his first name. If you were to add Ford after his first name, you oh, would have Henry a captain. Harrison. You would have a captain of industry for his first name, and for the second name, you would have an Indiana Jones actor. So you've got what's the first name? Henry Ford. Yeah, Henry Ford's right. But and then Harrison Ford. Yeah. So William Henry Harrison. Oh, William Henry Harrison. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Great. <laughs> Um, And Woodrow Wilson makes eight for 500. This 12th president, proud Virginian and 90s heartthrob, if you added Thomas to the end of his name, also died in office, at least about a year and a half in, though. A hero of the Mexican-American War, his primary goal was to preserve the Union and address slavery. But unfortunately, that fell to his vice president, Millard Fillmore, after his death. And believe me, his compromise of 1850 didn't get the job done. Who was John Taylor? Jonathan Taylor? Oh, I screwed that up, too. What, what did you do? <laughs> Isn't it Zachary Taylor Thomas? It is. No, it's, it's Jonathan, Jonathan Taylor, Taylor Thomas. Thomas. Well, well, I, I did a bad thing. You did a bad I thing. I did a bad thing. <laughs> Jonathan Taylor Thomas. <laughs> Zachary Taylor Thomas. Yes. I don't know where that I don't was know coming from. That, Zachary well, Taylor. It's Zachary. It's Zachary Taylor. T- is it Zachary Taylor? Or Zachary Zach- Taylor. Zachary Taylor. Yeah. Is the president. Yeah. Great. All right. Well, Moving there's on. my crappy category for you. <laughs> was that the end? <laughs> That's it. Okay, great. I was excited by it and I, I beefed it. I like it. it. <laughs> I beefed it. I beefed it. I beefed Sometimes it. it happens. Yeah. Um, 
Great. Are you ready? I'm ready. When I was thinking about Jeopardy for this episode, um, I was trying to think of a play on um, Dickie Ridge. Mm. And I was like, I could do a category called Famous Dicks, where it's all Mm. naming people with the name Dick. Mm -hmm. But that felt a little too easy for me. Mm -hmm. And then I was also a little... I'm fascinated by like how Dick is the nickname for Richard Mm -hmm. and how we have nicknames for names that like aren't connected. Like Peggy Mm -hmm. is the nickname for Margaret. Mm -hmm. I have no idea why. So I was thinking about that. Okay. But then I was more inspired by this, which is the category I wrote called the replacements. Oh, so inspired by the name Dickie Ridge, Mm -hmm. it made me think of Dick York who played Darren on Bewitched. Okay. For about five seasons. And then they replaced him. And then they replaced him with another man named Dick called Dick Sargent is his name. And he was the new Darren. I know. Right. (laughs) So, but literally he like just, they started the new season with a new actor playing Darren and like, and that was that. He apparently had been injured and like could hardly walk and like, he had to do all this physical comedy right. for the show and like it was just debilitating him. Hmm. And there were also rumors about like being addicted to painkillers and things okay. like that. And I don't anyway. So they let him quit the show. Okay. However, this entire category is a category about you have to name the TV show where they have replaced actors. I like it. Who have played iconic characters. Are we ready for 100? Sure. While some TV shows try to make the actor transition as smooth as possible. This monolith of an HBO show has replaced so many actors, I've stopped counting. From the Night King to the Three-Eyed Raven, I can't personally watch the show because I can't watch shows with bad wigs. Yes, it's Game of Thrones. It is. Mm-hmm. Who has replaced so many people. They it's have. ridiculous. They did. Great. 200. After a feud with the star of this show, which finds its central character uprooted from Philadelphia... Janet Hubert Witten left the iconic role of Aunt Vivian to be replaced by Daphne Maxwell Reed. I don't know. What's the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? Oh, okay. Okay, 300. When this West Covina-based musical series actor Santino Fontana left the show to star in Tootsie on Broadway, he... um. The character's shoes were filled by a new actor, Skylar Aston. But the show took the opportunity to play up the idea that our perceptions of people change over time. What is Glee? Incorrect. What is Crazy Ex-Girlfriend? Okay. Have you watched that show? No. Oh, it's great. Okay. Okay, great. This is hard. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, girl. Sorry. Where is Zachary Taylor Thomas when I need him? <laughs> You've said that before and I've corrected you. It's Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Anyway, it's like, I'm pretty sure we don't have a president named Jonathan Taylor, mm. but okay. As you know, my episode, my episode is airing, is airing. My episode is called My Episode is Airing and It's Airing. Before investing more in this character and being replaced by an iconic actress that we will never forget, this character appeared in one episode of the first season of this NBC comedy played by actress Sharon Wilkins. What is 30 Rock? Yes, and the character was? Angie. That's right. Show enough. <laughs> Show enough, Angie. Ham. <laughs> ham. They do love the way she says ham. 
and for 500 If you haven't seen this train wreck of a shitstorm of a TV show, you aren't living. From the poorly connected plots to the cheap green screen effects and so many fairy tale characters, no wonder the creators thought that no one would notice when they replaced the actor playing Robin Hood. What is Once Upon a Time? Yes. I really wanted it to be Scandal and I um, almost said that. <laughs> have you seen this this absolutely no. like when I say it but is But I went on a few dates with people that were like into it and I was like I no. okay. So <laughs> One time back in my 20s, I came back to my place and like was living with roommates Mm -hmm. and one of them was watching Once Upon Upon a Time time, and I was like, and he like has had really good taste and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I was like, why are, why are you watching this? And he's like, you don't understand what a like horrible train wreck this is. It's like people got together and they were like how do we make the worst thing we've ever seen? <laughs> so, and then they did and then people loved it and they uh-huh. were like, and now we have to continue uh-huh. doing it because like, it's so explicit with like, it's connections to fairy tales, right? right? It's like, suddenly she's looking in a mirror and holding an apple. And mm. it's like, I wonder who this is. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, things are, it's a Disney produced show cause it's ABC. Right. So, the characters, the fairy tale characters are the Disney interpretation of the fairy tale right. characters. So you're not getting like real fairy tale characters. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, they're like one dimensional. Well, they're like the version of it that like Disney has curated. Right. right? But, but that's not even, that's just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to this. I love that this Jeopardy has devolved oh into my a rant God. on what's It's what not even, done. I'm not even done, right? <laughs> but I'm, like the green screen effects are so <laughs> obvious and ridiculous. Right. It's like, it, it. it's like they have like $15 to mm-hmm. make an episode, <laughs> but they're like, we're going to be the most melodramatic the most and give you the most ridiculous thing you've ever seen. Mm. And it was like kind of hypnotizing because I was like, why am I? It's like after like I walked in like seven hours later, I was still watching it. And it was like, I can't stop watching it. It's like watching something tear itself apart mm. <laughs> and then regenerate and find a new way to tear itself apart. Interesting. Anyway. Like a diabolical phoenix. Right. <laughs> exactly. This has been Gaze at the Once Upon a Time, and we're here to remind you to watch early and watch often, and that fairy tales are always out there. I can't with you. This has been Gaze at the National Parks, the podcast, and we're here to remind you to hike early and hike often, and that adventure is always out there. Gaze at the National Parks was created and is hosted by Dustin Ballard and Michael Ryan. For images from this episode, follow our Instagram at Gaze at the National Parks. To contact us, email us at gazeatthenationalparks at gmail.com. To learn more about Shenandoah National Park and all the other parks mentioned on this podcast, visit our website, gazeatthenationalparks.com. All original artwork featured on Instagram and on our website is by Michael Ryan. All original music was written by Dave Seaman and is performed by Dave Seaman, Mariella Klinger, and Sean Sklios. Our music producer is Skylar Fortgang. This episode was edited by Dustin Ballard. 
We would also like to acknowledge that while hiking in Shenandoah National Park, that we are on the traditional lands of the Manahoac and Monacan tribes. Stay tuned for our next full episodes in Kings Canyon National Park and Sequoia National Park. Thank you.